Welcome everyone, I'm Dominic, CTO and co-founder of Dropsolid and welcome to our podcast, the Open Digital Experience Podcast. We will be talking about content management systems, digital experience platforms, everything you need to build the best customer experience. We will be talking about Drupal, Matic, everything open source to do this and we will be interviewing experts from inside our company and also outside our company. So, if you have 30 minutes, you go on a bike ride, go on a, a, a drive, put on our podcast and enjoy and learn everything digital experience. Welcome to the Digital Experience Podcast by Drop Solid, where we talk about all things digital, from strategy and technologies like Drupal, to automation and from data or DXP ecosystems to success stories. With every episode, we dig a little deeper into the true value, the best practices and the positive effect of frictionless experience. Thanks for tuning in and let's get inspired. Hello everyone, I am Dominic, I am CTO and co-founder of DropSolid and I am here with Niels, one of our leading solution architects and uh, we're going to talk about Headless and uh, and Drupal. Hey, so, Niels, first yes. question, why would you go Headless with Drupal? Huh. Um, be- because we can uh, and we can do it without compromise. That's at least that's our goal to to do it without compromise. I think we can. We haven't done it in the past. Uh, we were we had our decision tree there as well, where we were choosing when do you do it, when do you not do it. Uh, but now we're at a, at a at a point in time where we can perfectly say Drupal and headless is is the best solution uh, for most of the cases, and and we believe that we can do it now without any compromise. Um, and why is that? Uh, because we basically took all the best things that we we get from Drupal. Um, so all the, the 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 massive parts that that Drupal provides it to you, like uh, we have the 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 way of like um, the the perfect system. Like one of the systems that Drupal has is is cache and validation in Drupal eight uh, and Drupal nine and ten is that um, when you build a page, Drupal actually knows which parts are actually in that page. And then it can smartly just uh, invalidate that page. So people always get the latest contact content. Um, and we can actually leverage that system from Drupal, which a lot of other CMSs don't have. And we can put that in our headless solution. So um, I know there are a lot of headless solutions out there where people are still waiting uh, like 10, 15 minutes for their changes to be uh, visible on the website. Uh, But in our case, that won't be um, by leveraging that part of Drupal. That's like one example. All right. Yeah. So it's it's more than just uh, getting content from a content store. Yeah, yeah, we're making it smart and and making sure that like uh, our headless solution. So, for instance, we we're, we we have chosen to uh, leverage the technology of Next.js. Uh, so Next.js uses the server side rendering uh, as well. Um, so we're going to use all those the best of Next.js and the best of Drupal to to make the best solution for our our clients. Okay, yeah, you see a lot of Next.js, Drupal, Next.js seems like a, 
a match made in heaven why why is it why is it why has it become react next yes with drupal well uh, the, the main thing is that next yes like even if you look at it uh it has some years on the record already so it's it's not a it's not a new new technology um it has been i think its first release was uh, in 2016 um and then i think its latest version i think it's version 13 has released in october 2022 so it has been very heavily used and very heavily developed on um and it's it's actually a framework that is being used for for production applications so we want the best of both worlds so we know drupal has done that for years and years now um and we know that nextjs has done that for other clients as well okay do do you see uh nextjs take a similar uh similar place in the drupal ecosystem like for example the the templating engine tweak is taking that that's that's for me a hard one a hard one to say i i think um no clear decision has been made in the drupal community about that for sure so we we keep it open so we we have uh, aside from nextjs you also have druxt uh, which is based on vue as well um so it, it makes sure that um that basically drupal can provide it to all of those frameworks so if you want to switch out one of the two it's good but we have seen that many different companies uh who who heavily use drupal have uh, invested in nextjs as well to make uh, easy integrations already uh with drupal but also some have done that for view uh view based uh, frameworks okay okay and 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 can you talk a little bit more um like in drupal the the, the team system it generates the html and, yeah. uh, and the css out of the box with a little bit of uh, jquery in uh, in sometimes and then then you get your uh, your drupal experience out of the box do, do you see a, a part where drupal will be will come with with for example a nextjs or a view front end out of the box out of the box that that might be um i don't know yet if drupal wants to do that so the the entire community but i i've seen initiatives left and right to 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 basically do that yeah so you have drupal as uh, because since a couple of years now drupal has been focused on the api first initiative where basically anything you create in drupal is basically exposed via an api so everything every single piece of content um is actually available through an api in drupal even the config uh, in some parts um and that's the amazing part because then you can just plug in any system and indeed like you say then you say like okay the entire front end instead of having your uh twig template engine uh create your your pages you'll have your next.js application that just consumes the api from drupal so eventually that's what our goal is as well is to have that starter kit where you basically say drupal with our next.js starter kit that is a website together yeah. you have your web application fully ready yeah maybe let's zoom in a little bit uh, onto that like uh, you're doing a lot of projects uh, here in, uh, in 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 the drop solid uh, digital experience agency um 
Of course, project needs to be competitive. So the more out of the box, the better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing. That That's what we want to get to eventually is to get our... Uh, so basically, we have a rocket ship install profile that we start from uh, when we make our projects. And we want to make sure that that rocket ship install profile is also out of the box uh, ready to go for headless solutions. So we on one hand have rocket ship that has all of its data exposed in the best way possible. And then we have our next JS starter kit that basically uh, implements the most common parts already for your Drupal site. So we don't have to do all of that stuff every time because every website that we, every application that we build will have those same basic things like SEO. We want, we want our meta tags to be uh, pushed from our Drupal site to our uh, Next.js application. So those things, it, it would be stupid if we would build those things every time because it's, it's not an added value anymore to the client. So the end point, what we have now is that our starting point needs to be equal to what we do right now with Rocketship. And that's our goal, is to make sure that we don't charge our clients for uh, we're going headless. No, because we can offer them the best solution at the same price as we do our normal solutions, uh, as we did our older solutions like with Drupal then, purely. Yeah, just with the HTML uh, front end out of the box. Yeah. Yeah, because what you what, what and, and maybe we can uh, go a little bit further in that. If you look at other Atlas CMSs, uh, the new ones who are on the market, they deliver uh, SDKs and um, front ends out of the box, which uh, which leverage their form of site building. Where they're not so strong, in my opinion, uh, could change in the future uh, because uh, they they uh, they seem to be developing uh, at a high pace. Is the the site building capabilities? So a lot of question is like if you put a a React or a Vue front end in front of your Drupal, do you still have your uh, your powerful site building capabilities that Drupal offers? Yeah, yeah, that that's the thing that that we're going for as well. So. Um... In the last years, Drupal has introduced Layout Builder uh, as well, where you can basically create your entire page by uh, dragging your blocks onto the page and and making your layout and your content in the same place. Uh, and also, like like we said, like Drupal is exposing that data, so um, you can build your pages in Drupal and render them in whichever application you want. So you could even go then a step further and say, you know what, my Drupal. Um, I'll have multiple layouts for a single piece of content where I say, okay, for the channel, the web, the public website, I will look, make it look like this, but I reuse that same content, but in a different layout for, for instance, I have uh, the TV and the income uh, of the building where I want to show specific things, then you can also do that. So it is, it is very powerful what Drupal allows you to do. And, and I have not seen that in, 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 in other systems because they're always too focused on a single goal or too narrow. And that's what Drupal offers you. Drupal offers you the flexibility to do all those things, go multi-channel, uh, add an immense amount of context and, and, and relationships between your content and not have it as, as, a, as a dumb thing in there, not just a dumb content store. Drupal will make sure that your relations between your content is there. 
Okay, and uh, maybe a tricky question, but will it also work when you do some very complex site building? Uh, like, for example, just things that pop in, uh, in pop, pop into my mind. Uh, you start uh, uh, adding filters in uh, in your views, exposed filters, um, handling arguments, things you can do with views. Uh, for example, uh, with layout builder, uh, drag drag and drop. You already mentioned this. Uh, more complex forms, like if you do the, the web form module, you do multi-steps, this will all just work out of the box with... Uh... That, that's definitely our, our goal. Like our goal is to, first of all, have web form completely compatible uh, with it. So basically, if you create your form in web form, uh, that there is a form rendered in the Next.js that reads out the config of your web form, and that actually works together perfectly. Uh, we're going to take baby steps in that. So first, the most common items that are being used, and, and slowly we're going to add uh, functionalities to, to those integrations. And then we kind of would also hope in a bit that the community will help us out in that, because I think uh, we're our goal is still to, to open source our efforts uh, so everybody can, can, can help grow from this, and, and we, can, we can build an ecosystem that works for everyone. Okay, I like you mentioned the community like what, what what is already available in the community what 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 can you what can you leverage already yeah so so we have to give a proper shout out to to chapter 3 as well um uh, because they they did a nice integration already for nextjs so they have uh, nextjs for drupal uh, that they have open sourced uh, their starter kit basically so they have a starter kit that integrates with a vanilla Drupal website if you install some extra modules, um, and that will allow you to start doing some basics. So for instance, if you have a page type, you can render that page type, uh, and it will have some content. Um, so they have some nice examples as well of how to tackle certain certain things, and that will help us um, to get to the to, to get to the starter kit that we really want, uh, the one that has uh, like that just has zero compromise. All right. Okay. So if you're a Drupal agency and you want to do your first headless project, do you have any tips? Huh, yeah. Um, make sure you, you, you use your Drupal. Um, make sure that you have the, 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 the right people who are creating your Drupal as well. Uh, make sure that you use the right patches for now. Uh, and and make sure that you help contribute back to 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 the community because that that's where it's at. Like everything works right now, but you need a couple of patches. But if we all help out and and we get those patches in, then it's it's gonna be a really nice uh, a solution there. Okay. And how difficult is it as a Drupal developer to learn something like React or Vue? Like how much time would it take to you? Like how many projects until you are proficient enough so you can yeah. be part of a professional team uh, delivering projects at a, at, at a reasonable pace that is still commercially viable? Yeah. So currently we're, 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 we're working with a 40-hour training schedule um, to get the basics in uh, for most of our developers. Um, and then it's, uh, yeah, just... It's, it's it's the most things is like learning on the job. It's it's really challenging and and going into those projects and and actually developing it. 
because in the end, uh, what, what's programming? It's 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 about learning a syntax. Um, it's it's the same concepts. Uh, it's just about learning a different language. It's also just MVC framework, same principles. Yeah, same the, the biggest, company. the biggest, the biggest, the biggest challenge. Difference? Yeah, the biggest challenge is the the, the asynchronous of data. Uh, like in many, like if we look at our PHP applications, then uh, everything is synchronous. So it's all uh, in one single line uh, where actions happen. Uh, with our JavaScript applications, we have to think more into, I have asked for some data, but I might not have it yet. And in the meantime, I'm doing some other stuff. But when I get that data back, I need to have an action that I do with it. Can you give an example, just a like a web application example, something that happens all the time in web applications to, to give us an idea? Yeah, uh, for instance, um, uh, if I would have a, a public service website and there's a, there's maybe like an interruption and I want to let my clients know that there's an interruption uh, by putting a banner on the website, um, there might not be a banner, but in our JavaScript application, uh, we are actually calling an API to get that data, but on the first load, it might not be there yet. Like uh, the data might not be received from that external API. So we render our entire page, but in the meantime, uh, it's also fetching the extra data. So in the meantime, the user can scroll the website, but once we get that data back, then we show it. And okay. that we can do without actually putting extra logic in, because in a the, in the case of, for instance, if we would do something like that in Drupal, um, then we would have to first load our entire page, then write some extra code with JavaScript to fetch that stuff and then do it separately. So basically the way we would do it is we would have two ways of doing it to get the same result. Yeah. But in our JavaScript application, a single, a single piece of logic that just fetches that and then when it's ready, it will show it. Okay. And otherwise you just do some old school ajax magic yes exactly make it happen <laughs> yeah so that that's the main benefit is that that you don't have to write things twice uh if you want to do get data asynchronous okay. and that's the, the main benefit uh for many of the cases okay um can you talk a little bit more on which kind of architectures uh for your drupal site you would you would propose when you want to make your website decoupled fully or uh, semi-decoupled? Um, uh, in architectures, um, what do you mean exactly by architectures in that case? Like how do you set up your, your Drupal site? Like okay. for, the, for the different use cases, if, if you want to go fully headless or semi-decoupled? So, and in that case, the, the, the thing is that we, we, in our, at DropSolid, we would always start from rocket ship, uh, for sure. And then, uh, depending on which direction we want to go, we either add our, uh, parts that make it, uh, uh, headless. So the extra modules that we need to, to make sure that it works with a decent API and all that stuff. So that's the, the directions we choose. Um, and then. You just 
build your Drupal site as you would do it, and then and then you just add the pieces to make it semi-decoupled on certain pieces. Oh, how, how, so how if you look at part? yeah, so if you look at semi-decoupled, then we, we we basically build our website like we would usually do. We 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 do the front end as well in Drupal, and then we create these little applications that we can plug into Drupal. Oh, so okay. for instance, we say like uh, with a semi-decoupled solution, we would say um, if we have a certain piece of, uh, like for instance, we want to have a calculator on some of the pages. Then we would say, okay, this block, uh, this will be replaced by that little application that we have built. Um, but what we do now is then, for instance, we don't uh, put the teaming on the application itself. We put the teaming still in Drupal, but the application just makes sure that the needed HTML is there and the needed interactions are there. That's what we would do in a case of semi-decoupled. When we were going fully decoupled, then we um, configure our Drupal website uh, and it's mainly we then do the site building part uh, and we don't do any of the rendering part. So we, we, we make our data structures, we set up our content types, uh, we make sure everything is exposed uh, through our API. We also make sure that we don't expose too much because uh, that is also a case that can happen easily is that people uh, expose too much data and some data you might not want to have exposed because that is a part that Drupal normally takes away from you because we only expose the parts uh, that you see on the page if you use a Twig template. Uh, but if you have an open API, then all of the fields can be exposed. So luckily, Drupal has a system for that where you can just say, expose these parts, but not these parts. Um, and that's, that's then how we would set it up to make sure that we're still secure, we're not leaking any data, um, to just have it the proper way. Okay, and, and what are the modules that you typically install extra with Drupal Core to make this happen? Yeah, uh, so luckily uh, Drupal out of, uh, so Drupal Core uh, contains the JSON API module. Um, that's the one we use mainly for, for consuming, uh, but then we also have JSON API extras, uh, which allows you to expand a lot on, on JSON API. Uh, and that one allows you to do a lot more manipulation of your data. So out of the box, Drupal will expose all of it. Then we can use JSON API extras to, to limit what we want to uh, expose to the public. Uh, and that way we could create a safe solution. And then if you're, of course, integrating with Next.js, uh, then you have the decoupled router. Uh, that's a definite must uh, to have it because then Drupal still manages the routes of your system, but your your application actually knows. So a good example of that to try to explain it is that in Drupal, you have these aliases for your nodes where you basically say like, oh, this is my URL. Um, there's actually an endpoint that you can call and say like, hey, this URL, which entity or content type is linked uh, to, that, uh, to that path? And it will return you that path the actual API path that you need to call that entity. So for instance, if it's the front page and it says like, okay, what's the front page? Uh, which node is being used for the front page? It will return yeah. that and then we automatically have that. So you can leverage Drupal's entire system of the aliases. And also when you change the URL, the, the, the automatic redirects that are created. So all that stuff yeah. is still managed by Drupal. So Drupal is still the, the heart of it. Um, but the front end application leverages all that power. 
Yeah, yeah, that's all stuff I suppose you don't have in uh, in most headless CMSs that you have to build yourself and you don't notice in the pretty demos. But once you get the system up and running and it's running at scale and you have to make sure, oh, I have to also build in uh, the aliases. I also yeah. have to build the automatic uh, redirects if a, a URL has changed. Uh, also. I suppose the access uh, control layer, the ACL, is also built yep. in. So Drupal is still managing everything permission-wise. So you don't have to duplicate all these things, limiting a lot of uh, security risks. Um, very exactly. Yeah. So, so, the... so, so do I understand? You only need like Drupal core and two modules to make this happen? Uh, you can probably do it with Drupal core purely uh, without. Because if, if it's an API, then you can do it. The the extra modules are just there to 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 make it a lot smarter, to leverage more of what Drupal uh, does out of the core. There are probably a couple more modules that you would need um, uh, to to make it all work, but those those are definitely the most important ones. Yeah. And and all, all the all the modules in the core they 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 also support that, like if you want to expose a view or a form or whatever, it just it just works. Uh, uh, I have to check on that one. Uh, but views, I think, yeah, views you can have exposed as uh, as an API as well. Um, the results of a view, uh, and then web form, I have to see. I don't think web form out of the box, uh, because the question is, web form exposes the results out of the box, so you can get to the results. But the configuration, uh, I need to double check on. Okay. So, but there's a, a lot of opportunity for, for contrib modules on the, on the headless space. Uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and there already has been a lot as well. There have been many people uh, doing some uh, little bits here and there to, to improve on the experience. Uh, and that's also, we, we have been using those little bits and pieces to, 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 to improve our offering as well. Okay, which country projects in in the headless space should should we uh, should we um, put on our radar on our list to to watch them? That's a hard question. Uh, I, st I still think Next.js, uh, the Next.js module itself can can probably use a bit more uh, love as well, okay. uh, and then uh, everything related to the layout builder uh, exposing of the layout builder data uh those also needs uh, a bit more love and how much love like what kind of love you mean it's like how how does it work it's just it's just one stream or it needs more structure or what uh, i think doing? i think i think we we need to look at the issue queues and 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 process some and 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 review uh the improvements that have been done and and help release new new versions of it to just improve on and expose more of the, the functionality that Drupal offers us. Do you think, as a final question, Niels, that uh, in the future, all, all Drupal websites will become headless by default, or is it still just something optional to go the extra mile? I think once we have the, the, the full-on uh, starter kit, then I think it doesn't matter anymore. Then I think it it is, you could choose either way. You could choose to go fully headless, or you could choose to to just have your Drupal stack. I think it depends on what kind of talent do you have uh, 
in-house to to keep on maintaining your 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 application uh, but it should not cost you any more to either choose either way but that means that uh, if if i'm for example if i am a customer and i can choose between um, a headless drupal and a normal drupal and the headless drupal offers me the capabilities of multi-channel and faster pages and whatnot i'll always choose the the headless drupal right or sure yeah 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 they they're 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 in our vision of a, of a, a headless drupal without compromise you 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 could always say like okay my default choice would be headless then okay. headless with drupal so headless is the future it's not a hype anymore i think i i i it's the important thing to think here is that there are many developments still happening in the javascript space um, and I think currently we we are we are on the cusp of seeing great things happen there. Um, so it's it's important to be <clears throat> to be there already to have that offering, and then when those fancier implementations are actually available, that we can easily integrate those things. And then I'm talking about having 3D rendering in our application easily, where it's uh, where you you use data from Drupal and you render 3D applications. So, for instance, in the whole VR AR space, uh, you can easily go in there and have it powered by a Drupal on the back end. So that that's where you can you can win the big things. Or even if you say, you know what, I have. I, ha I make a, a, an application, for instance, you know, you know, Slack, the, the the messaging tool. You can make something like that and have it powered on the back end by some part by Drupal, um, because we are using those front end frameworks to create native code and and turn it into applications. Okay, so so you see Drupal being like a. a, a like how do you see that you see drupal then as a content store or also as a configuration store or if you look further than then purely the, the the content websites in the world then then you could have your drupal be uh an, an easy way to create new uh data structures for whatever you need because once you have your drupal up and running you can create as many data structures as you want and then expose those and every application is usually something like that it's it's about exposing data structures and it's about connecting those those parts of data to each other okay so you see is uh, because i remember 10 years ago a lot of things got built in drupal eh? like crm systems got built mm -hmm. in drupal erp systems got built in drupal your custom business application what not uh, diy uh, Whatever application got built in Drupal, if it was always the best idea, I don't, I don't know. In recent years, you see Drupal being more and more just used for uh, CMS or digital experience platform. Mm -hmm. You think with the headless capabilities, Drupal will will be um, once again be applied to more use cases. I think I I think that will be the case for sure. Uh, it will be part of your architecture landscape for sure. You have, for instance, a single Drupal that will power 
some parts of multiple applications. So imagine if you have multiple multiple applications that all have their specific purpose and are maybe connected to an ERP system or a CRM, uh, but you need some content on those things. You could almost say like, let's have a, a central Drupal that manages all the content for those different different types of application. And it's yeah. about the 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 separation of concerns where you basically say like Drupal is responsible for this part, but the other parts, and then you just have one single layer for representation. To manage the content. Yeah. All right. Okay. Great stuff. Uh, I think we're gonna, we're gonna, we got our time here. Uh, okay. I think it was a good interview. I think we can talk a lot longer about this. Uh, this yeah, sure. Of, uh, of headless. <laughs> But uh, let's keep it here. Niels, thank you very much. And uh, have a nice evening. You and, too. Uh, yes, talk to you later. Eh? Bye. Bye.